to our podcast. This is Explore the PNW. Join us on our adventures of the beautiful Pacific Northwest. I'm your host, Joel. And this is Debbie. Hi, Deb. Hey, how's it going? I'm good. Good. We're back at the podcast booth. Yes, we are back reporting on some of our adventures. Yeah, we had a good couple week of exploring the PNW. Yeah, we did. We got out of of Spokane and we got to go do some some fun exploring in Oregon. Yes, we did. And a little side trip to Seattle. And a side trip to Seattle, which we can talk about on we'll a talk different podcast. We'll talk about pod- that a little on, later. Yeah, on a different podcast. We like to call that a teaser. Oh, yeah. Cliffhanger. Right. I think those are the only two things we call it. A I, promo. A I, promo. I didn't even know we called it those things. I think they do that in the marketing biz. Oh, there you go. Yeah. So today we're going to talk about... Cape Perpetua. Yeah. Cape Perpetua. That's a mouthful. Yeah. Cape Perpetua. I had never been there before. Mm-hmm. It was it was pretty it was pretty amazing. There were some great things and we we kind of hit it on the right day. There was sun, there was some rain, but every time we seemed to get out of the car, it like kind of cleared up and then we got back in the car and then it was raining. So that that was good timing. Yeah, I thought so. We were definitely our time at the beach there was the if you don't like the weather, wait five minutes. Right. Between your rain, heavy rain at times, right? Um, some sun, some clearing, and then quite a bit of hail. Yeah, I don't think I've ever seen so much hail at the Oregon coast as we did on this trip. Yeah. So yeah, it was definitely interesting. Um, so yeah, so Cape Perpetua, just as a kind of a where where it is, is from Portland. It's about how far? You said. Two hours and 50 minutes, and it's about the same to Cannon Beach and to Portland? Yeah, about. Okay. Yeah, so from Portland, it's 157 miles. It's south on the south. Well, it's not, I wouldn't call it southern Oregon coast, kind of mid-Oregon coast. But, um, yeah, and then from Cannon, it's 135 miles. Okay. So pretty close. To, pretty so close. if you're at the coast and you wanted to go down, yeah. it's about 135 miles. And if you're in Portland... It's 157 because you can kind of cut down through um, like Sherwood, Dundee to get there. You know, kind of we went to Lincoln City and then down from there. Yeah. So, um, and let's see how it's how, let's see, we made some notes. How large is it? It's 2,700 acres of coastal land in the, I'm not going to say this. Silusla, I think. Okay. Silusla. Yeah. Na- yeah. National Forest. Yeah. Perpetua is hard enough. I know. Silusla National Forest. But yeah. But that's twenty seven hundred acres of coastal land. Yeah. That's so what it's I a got. good size. Yeah. yeah. And it says one of the things that I was reading about is it says it's a unique area because it's a rainforest that basically collides with the Pacific Ocean. Wow, that's pretty so, cool. Yeah. If you like greenery. It is. It's it had great. every hue. Yeah. Every possible hue of green you could think of was there. And um yeah, so we started out our adventuring um, at Cape Perpetua. I wanted to take Debbie to a location called Thor's Well. Mm-hmm. So Thor's Well is, or was, it was a sea lion cave. Oh, I didn't know that. Back, I don't know how long ago, that collapsed. And so the roof collapsed on it. 
And so now it kind of just looks like a, like that the whole Pacific Ocean gets into it and then the water just disappears. Yeah, it right? just kind of drains down. Yeah, it drains into down. It. Yeah. And so we sadly got there not at a perfect time for tide. Yeah. So this is where we, our little safety asterisks here on this podcast, like you have to be extremely careful. Right. If you go to four as well, sneaker waves, lots of sneaker waves at high tide, which is where we were there. We were there, I think maybe an hour after high tide, but uh, there's no way I was going to go out there and take a photo right on the lip, which I've done before. But like, I, I know too many people who have gotten doused by big waves there. None of the people I know have died, but like, it's just not worth the risk. Well, and what was interesting about when we went is that Thor's well, that wasn't the optimal time to see Thor's well, but the other thing, the spouting horn or the devil's churn, the devil's churn. Yeah. The devil's churn was those two things like were huge because it was high tide. Yeah. So those brought in a lot of water. So it's kind of one of those things that either you get one or the other. Right. Yeah. Or you hang out. Or so you, whenever you go, you're going to see something. So that's kind of a nice thing. Yeah, exactly. You know, kind of one at low tide, Thor's well is cool because the way that the water does kind of fill it and then drain, you kind of get that cool, you know, kind of you can do a long exposure and it looks similar to shooting a waterfall where you kind of get that creamy water um, where we are shooting from, mm, you know, it's okay. wasn't the best photo I've ever taken, but it was still okay. Um, but yeah, the devil's churn, because there was so much water coming in with the tide, it would hit this outcropping of water and then blow. It was cool. Like probably what, 20, 25 feet up in the air? I'm not good at those things, yeah, but I probably. Would say easy, yeah. I mean, it kind of reminded me, honestly, of a geyser. Yeah, that's what I thought, too, because yeah. we'd gone to Yellowstone last year, and that's what it seemed like. Yeah, it was like a uh, cold geyser, Yeah, <laughs> and a, but a pretty predictable one. I mean, it was literally, yeah. it would just go off every time a new wave would come in. Right. So, yeah, so that was really cool. And then also in that area, yeah, it's the spouting horn. And so, yeah, there's just like a lot of pretty uh, cool natural water events going on there. Right. Which definitely makes it a cool spot to, I mean, we were there for a while just kind of hanging out and looking at the nature's amazing show. Yeah, it was, it, it is really cool. I, I would like to see it, you know, that Thor as well when the tide is out, but then the other things wouldn't be as cool. Yeah. It's definitely a catch 22. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, we we had the tide tables on the phone, but you know, just from our time frame that we had available, right? That's how it works out sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. So, but yeah, beautiful area, and then also in that area there is um, quite a few hikes. Um, there's a cove that you can hike down to, um, Cape Cove. There is a a lot of tide pools mm-hmm. in that area. So again, because of when we were there. Clearly, we weren't going down to the tide pools. Um, we did see a bunch that we'll talk about in a future podcast at other places. I don't think I've ever seen so many starfish on the Oregon coast as we did on yeah. this trip. It was super cool. Um, and then, oh, go ahead. I will say, though, that because of where Cape Perpetua is, 
just take snacks and food with you because there's not really anything else out there. So it's not like you're really super close to some kind of food or anything like that. So just be prepared, if I remember correctly. I think so. I mean, it's definitely south of Newport. Yeah. You know, so if you had lunch in Newport and then went down there, you're probably going to be fine. Right. You know, to come back. But yeah. But you know, the coast Road snacks are always important. Right. But the coast is one of those things that like, you're like, oh, I'm sure there'll be something later. And then, you know, sometimes the towns in between... There can be a long distance, so yeah, that's true. That's or, just what I or so tiny, yeah, yeah. But it's good to support the little like, town economy, yeah, for sure. Um, and then there are a, quite a few hikes in this area as well. There's a Cape Cove Trail. There's the Trail of the Restless Water. These are all super short, um, and most of them are paved. Um, they do have a. I'm trying to remember what kind of tree it is. It's like a spruce tree, I think they call it. Um, they're one of the largest ones on the Oregon coast, the big spruce trail. It's a two mile round trip and it goes from the visitor center. Yeah. And we didn't do any of those because the weather was so unpredictable. Yeah. So we did the only hike we did. We, we hiked down to, yeah. you know, basically like where the overlook for Thor's well was. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was doing some road construction mm-hmm. and I think maybe some work on the visitor center when we were there. Oh, so there was, if you remember, there was like some. Uh, areas you couldn't park I, and some of the trail was washed away oh oh i think i remember that yeah, yeah the trail was lots of rain mm-hmm. um but uh, yeah so if you get down to that area you know it's definitely an area not to just keep going you know like don't be right. thinking like oh i gotta get to florence or something like you definitely would miss a very beautiful stretch uh, stretch of the Oregon coast yeah it is it's really nice and it it it's not super well marked. I mean, I didn't think at least, yeah. you know, cause on the, depending on what direction you're coming there on one side is the visitor center, but then there's like a little parking area and that's where we parked. And then it took us a minute to figure out how to get on the little trail because there is that washed out section. Yeah. And the trail we were, where we stopped, it was like a four car yeah, exactly. And then a little bit further was kind of the main. Oh, okay. Like Thor's Well parking lot. And I always hate to bring this up in our podcast, but the reality of sightseeing is there was a fair amount of broken glass. Oh, yeah. Where there, we were parked. Yeah. Like I was a little, I was a little nervous because we got all of our stuff in the back of the truck. Um, yeah. But yeah, so, you know, it is just a word of caution. Just like being careful with the tides, just be careful what you leave in your car. Especially over the last, you know, year, there's just been a lot of people breaking into cars and stuff at trailheads. Yeah. They know you're there for a while to have fun. Right. So they are going to have their own fun. Right. Bad people. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Anyway, I just like to, you know, point those things out. Oh, I think that's a good idea. Yeah. Um... So, again, just a, a fantastic place. Would be a great place for sunset and sunrise photos as well. So if you're into that kind of thing and you're not too far away, it would be a beautiful spot to go down and catch some beautiful skies. Yeah. So, but it's okay. We did it during the day and it was still beautiful. 
Right. And the weather at, at this time of year is so unpredictable that if the closer you get into spring and sometimes summer, you're going to have a little bit more predictability with. Not gray on gray on gray. Yeah. 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 It's funny because, you know, like we were saying there, there's the, the many hues of green on the Oregon coast, but sadly on this trip, man, we had the many hues of gray yeah. as well. Like just like total socked in clouds, which then kind of make the ocean kind of gray looking. And then the sand kind of look kind of gray. It was just like, oh, this is beautiful sunrise. I'm so glad I got up at five for this. I just loved being by the ocean. I thought yeah. that was just so great. Yeah. I, I have definitely missed the sound of the ocean kind of the mm-hmm. smells and the, so yeah, no, I agree. So the other thing I'm going to point out, and then we're going to just wrap this up is what I was, I was, I don't know, shocked the right, is the right word, but I was excited about the number of bald eagles we saw on that strip. Oh yeah. It seemed like we saw like multiple bald eagles every day. Yeah. So which, you know, considering like where they were X amount of years ago, um, it's cool to see you know, kind of predictably able to see bald eagles on the Oregon coast again. Yeah. I thought that was really cool. I did too. I thought it was fun. It was fun. And we can talk about this on another podcast when we talk about the other place we went. Um, Places we went. Yeah. There were these two bald eagles that were clearly nesting, you know, and that was, that was pretty sweet. Yeah. Especially since they were right behind us. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They were viewing us while we were shooting sunset. Yeah. They were like, look at those two idiots out there freezing to death. Right. Right. It was, it was really. I speak eagle. I don't know if you knew that. I did not know that. Oh yeah. Been doing it for years. Awesome. I do my eagle call, but it's known to break glass. And would probably be very loud in the microphone. So. Yeah. So for for the listeners, I'll try to. How about for me? Well, you too. Okay. Plus I. We'll probably end up sounding more like a crow. Maybe. Yeah. So anyway, Cape Perpetua, Deb. Yeah. Yeah. Glad that I could show it to you. Oh, it was beautiful. Mm, indeed it was. So anyway, thank you for joining me at the table. Yeah. And um, now that we kind of have been able to get out and about, these will be posted more regularly. We've decided that we probably, we, we were enthusiastic to start season two, maybe a little too early. Yeah, we just kind of got stuck with snow, ice, and just not being able to really go anywhere. So that was a little disappointing. Yeah, but we're back. Okay. All right. Okay. Thank you, listeners, for listening. Talk to you later. Until next time. Bye.